Good morning everyone. My name is Derek. I'm one of the church leaders at Ebby and it's my privilege today to introduce a new teaching series based on the Apostle Paul's two letters that he wrote to the Christians who were at Thessalonica. Now it's so easy to spread fear. In fact the global pandemic we've experienced these last few months has provided a breeding ground for fear. Don't go outside of your home, it's risky. Don't get close to anyone else, keep your distance. Don't touch that, it might have the virus. Don't forget to wear gloves and a mask, protect yourself. Don't use public transport, too many people. Now please don't misunderstand me. The precautions and the restrictions that have been upon us recently have been right and they've been necessary. But one of the repercussions of this dreadful virus is that we might all be a little more afraid of everything. I spoke to a neighbour just a couple of weeks ago and she said that even when all the restrictions are lifted, she doesn't reckon she's going to be able to go out like she used to. She really is scared that the virus is out there. So my prayer is that this new teaching series will actually inspire and encourage us to spread hope, not fear. Living in hope is the overarching theme for the next few weeks together. And don't we need a whole load of hope just now? So I'm going to read from Paul's first letter to uh, the Christians who met at Thessalonica. So this is 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And verse 1. Paul, Silas and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you. Not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Now, I'm just wondering whether we can use this first chapter of 1 Thessalonians to change the language of fear into the language of hope. I read 
We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Three things we see there, by faith, by love, by hope. Now was it a coincidence that during our Christmas services, if you remember way back to then, we had the word hope at the front of the stage in large lit up letters. And that same word now shines out every night from the front exterior of our church building. Now for me, I love the thought of hope shining in the darkness. I love the thought of hope in the church breaking out onto the street. I love the thought that we are speaking the word hope over our community. And do you realise that we also have a banner attached to the front exterior of the church declaring that we are building Bristol as a city of hope? In fact, if you go down the road from where we are, you'll find Hawfield Methodist bearing the very same banner on the front of their church building. In fact, you'll find that same banner at the front of a lot of church buildings across our city, building Bristol as a city of hope. Now this morning, I want to make a suggestion. In fact, I want to suggest three ways in which we can change the language of fear into the language of hope. I'm going to use three words, reclaim, rename and regain. Now the world, our nation, our city have been gripped with fear, the spread of a contagious virus. And this has made people hide away, isolate themselves, stay at home, avoid other people and retreat from community. And the language has a, a negative feel to it, hide, isolate, avoid, retreat. And I guess you could say that the banner over our land at the moment is this, the virus is contagious and is spreading amongst the people from person to person. So what I want to do is to take that language, to reclaim it and to adapt it by changing just one word. How about this as an alternative? The gospel is contagious and is spreading among the people from person to person. You see, the gospel is the good news about Jesus. It's news of hope, not fear. It's news of well-being, not despair. It's news of forgiveness, not judgment. News of generosity, not selfishness. News of love, not unkindness. News of life, not death. And if we can reclaim that language, then we can change the narrative. We can change the story. We can change the environment. We can change lives. And in so doing, I think we've actually captured the very essence of this first chapter in 1 Thessalonians. Our gospel came to you, this is verse 5, not simply with words, but also with power, 
with the Holy Spirit, with deep conviction, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And the Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. And I just want us to consider the simplicity of the process in those three verses alone. First of all, in verse 5, the good news of Jesus was proclaimed. It was shared. It was demonstrated in the first place. Then verse 6, the good news was welcomed. It was received. And then verse 8, the good news was passed on to others. And I think that is very much at the heart of our vision as a church to continually reproduce the life of Jesus. So there's one suggestion about changing the language of fear into the language of hope is to reclaim what the language is today, adapt it and make it hope and not fear. But secondly, I suggested we should rename. So let's do that. Let's also do some renaming. Now, here's a question for you. And I know we're kind of halfway through 2020, but what would the name be given to the year 2020? If a name was attached to 2020, what would it be? Would it be coronavirus or lockdown? Would it be distancing or recession? And I'm just going to suggest that whatever name like that, that might be given to the year 2020, can we change it? Let's rename the year. And for me, I'd want to rename the year using the word hope. I cannot deny the virus or the fear or the isolation or the suffering, but I can refuse and I do refuse to let coronavirus be my identity for 2020. I don't want it to be the identity of the year and that's going to be tough to change. But I am suggesting let's rename the year. I don't want 2020 to have the name fear. I choose hope. I would take hope. I would rename this year hope. Yes, we've had to endure hardship. We've endured sadness. We've endured grief. We've endured restriction. And even Paul acknowledged that for the Christians in his day, we continually remember your endurance, but it was inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think we must get this. We have a message of hope rooted in Jesus himself. And when we engage with our friends, with our family, with our neighbours, let's make sure that we're not being consumed by a language around fear, but rather a language around hope. Let's speak out the name of Jesus. And in so doing, we are speaking hope. And the title of the talk for today is resounding good news. And we do this when we speak the name of Jesus. Speaking the name of Jesus is to spread hope. Speaking the name of Jesus is to resound good news. So if we're going to rename the year 2020, then let's not use the word fear or coronavirus or lockdown. Let's use the word hope. Let's rename the year hope. And finally, I suggested we regain. Loss is another potential banner for 2020, I guess. The loss of life, 
the loss of freedom, the loss of jobs, the loss of income. And we cannot, we must not belittle the reality of loss in people's lives. But I think we as Christians can help fill the void left by loss. We can regain and help others to regain as well. In the Old Testament book, it's a prophetic book, that of Joel. There was a season at that time, and that season was described as a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness. That's Joel chapter 2, verse 2. But it's followed later on in that same chapter with this wonderful promise, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. And I think the story of hope includes refilling the empty cup, replenishing the exhausted stores, repairing what was broken, restoring what was taken away, regaining what was lost. And this hope is found nowhere else other than in Jesus himself. So there's a suggestion for this year and for a time such as this to spread hope, not fear, to reclaim, to rename, to regain. And maybe our conversation to this point has been all about the hardships of the season that we are in right now. Maybe we've been preoccupied with the difficulties that are around us. So can we change the language? Not virus, but Jesus. Not fear, but hope. So let's start resounding good news. We speak the name of Jesus, we resound good news. Now, if you already know Jesus, you already follow him, then you know you have a message of hope to share with others. Let's not keep that a secret and let's be willing to share it with other people. If you don't know this Jesus that I've been talking about and that we've been worshipping this morning together, then why not register your interest with us to do an Alpha course? It's a great way to seek to answer a question of who is Jesus? Uh, you'd be so welcome to be a part of Alpha, but register an interest with us because if we can get a load of people together to do that course, it'd be a wonderful experience for you. But please also join us over the next few Sundays as we continue to look at this theme, as we unpack it, that of living in hope. So my prayer for you all is that you will, you'll know the hope that comes in knowing Jesus and that once we've received that hope, we're willing to share it with others. So God bless you loads. I'm going to hand over now to Stuart as we close our service with a song of worship. <laughs>